Hello and welcome to Twat, the theatre workers and technical staff podcast. Uh, I'm Bram, I'm your host for this podcast. Uh, what we'll be doing over the next 10 weeks of this first season is talking to some people who work within this industry to uh, find out how they got in, any stories and what advice they can give to anybody trying to get in. So I uh, hope you enjoy it and without further ado, we'll head to our first guest. Uh, thanks guys. I'm with my guest at this time. Uh, what is your name and what is your current job title? Hi, Bram. Uh, my name Hi. is Michael. Uh, my current job title is Deputy Head of Automation at the Book of Mormon. Deputy Head. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because we it used to be number two. Used to be number two. Why is it called? Why have they changed that? I don't know. I always I, call myself a number two still. I always call myself a number two normally, but I'm trying to be all, you know, 2023. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into theatre, Michael? Um, so, as a youngster, I was always really interested in uh, film and TV, uh, technical aspects of that sort of work. Um, and in my early 20s, and I didn't really do an awful lot about that, actually, if I'm completely honest. I left school and I, I got a job and I just wanted to earn some money. Well, in those days, you had to go to a factory, right? Ah, it was the 80s. It wasn't that <laughs> long ago. Um and and then a, 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 a friend of mine um, was working backstage in the West End and he said, why don't you come and work here? We're looking for a, a crew person. So um, that's how it all started. Quite a while ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, so you got in because you liked the idea of theatre or, or was it just theatre you fell into because you liked the entertainment? I kind of fell into theatre. Um, like I say, I was interested in, in the techni- technical aspect of film and TV and theatre as well but I, I theatre initially if I'm completely honest didn't really interest me it, right. it was only when I got started working in theatre that I saw what went on backstage and that kind of spiked my interest yeah that's good uh, did you so did you do any training in any way or was it just school into mo- mooching around then? school not mooching around school work um, and then learning on the job Right, okay. That's what I would call that. School, chimney sweeping. Chimney sweeping, yeah. and then Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was link. your first job in theatre? What uh, show was it? So, my first job was um, on Cats, on the stage crew at the old, what was then the New London Theatre. Which is the Gillian Lynn now, Which is yeah? now the Gillian Lynn, yes. And that was, Cats was the longest running show in the West End, wasn't it? In the world. It became the longest running show in in the West End and the world when I was working there. Wow. Yeah. I feel really old all of a sudden. Um, Yes, it was. Uh, Give us a a list of your jobs that you've had, other jobs since Cats. So uh, another friend of mine was working up the road at Theatre Royal Drury Lane on Miss Saigon while I was working at Cats just up the road. Um, And another crew job became available. So I went down, had a chat with the boss and started working there. and that's that was crew as well. That was stage crew, yeah. And and that was that was a compared to cats, especially that was a massively automated show, and that was when my interest was uh, what word shall I use? Peaked. Peaked uh, in all, within automation, and I, I can remember I used to kind of hassle the automation department about oh how does that work? How does that? How does that uh, helicopter? All that kind of stuff. Um, and then I. Do you want a list of all the shows I've worked on? Oh, you can have a list of some of them. You don't have to give them all, because um, there's probably a lot. Uh, well, I, I stayed at Miss Saigon for about three years until it closed in October 99. 
And then I went over and did a new show that no one thought would run for more than a few months uh, called Mamma Mia. At, uh, uh, yeah. The I Prince Edward. Yeah, I th- you might have heard of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, then I went there. Electrics. So I, for a, quite a few years, I swung between stage crew and electrics. Um, I found electrics a little bit more interesting. Which is lighting. Lighting, yeah, sorry. Know. Yeah, lighting. Lighting department. So uh, stage electrics, which uh, you basically... You work alongside the crew and you plug things up that need to be plugged up. Right. A bit more involved than that, but, you know, the pyrotechnics and smoke effects and all that kind of stuff. You deal with all that. I wonder if the West End version of Mamma Mia could be technically called a touring version because it's been in so many different venues in the West End. It has, yeah. And I think the touring version only does four venues a year, so... Yes. Just, just, a, just, a, just thought. a thought. Yes. What would you say? So, Mamma Mia. So yeah. Sorry. On, so, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Uh, <laughs> Mia. And then the Lion King, uh, and then Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and then the Woman in White, and then Acorn Antiques, and then I got in. That's when I changed from uh, electric stage. Elect, uh, sorry, elect lighting and crew, and that's when I got into automation. When I moved on to Mary Poppins. That was the original Mary Poppins. The original Mary Poppins at not, the Prince Edward Theatre. Not Theater. the most recent one. Not the most recent one. The bigger and better one, obviously, I would oh, say that. Obviously. You would which say was that. massively automated. And it was it, it was my... I'd worked on shows that had a lot of automation, but I'd never been an automation operator. So to do that as my first show uh, was a little bit of a... In retrospect, was a bit of a baptism of fire because I didn't realise how enormous it was until I moved on to subsequent automated shows. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is... Not as big as that one. Well, I suppose once you've done once you've done the biggest, once then you've done the biggest, one yeah. of the biggest, then it was the biggest at the time. Yeah, I mean, since then it's. Uh, well, it I remember seeing that the house was immense. Uh, uh, yeah, it? it's a great show. Um, what would you say was your favourite job, and why? My favourite job in what sense? Favourite show or favourite? What was your favourite job that you've been on? Where you you know you look back on it and you go, I really enjoyed doing that show. Um, I enjoyed Mary Poppins because it was massive and it was uh, my first automation gig. Um, prior to that, I did a show called Acorn Antiques the Musical, which was a bit of a bucket list one, really, uh, because it was uh, I was a, I am a massive Victoria Wood fan, Julie Walters, and all that crowd. So that was good fun, and it was a short run as well. So we knew, you know, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna be on it for years. Um, Wicked after Poppins, um, I was the original automation team on Wicked, uh, which was a challenge, shall we say? But it was it was a uh, it was a good experience. Um, I mean. I think all my jobs, most of my jobs, not all, most of my jobs I've really enjoyed uh, for different reasons. Very diplomatic answer. Yeah, very diplomatic. Very good. Um, w- uh, being, obviously, you're a gay man, being a gay... What do you mean, obviously? Uh, well, because you can tell in your voice, it's very, um, <laughs> it's very effeminate. Uh, <laughs> being, being a gay man, have you ever come across any, um, any issues with the industry? Have you ever been held back? to your knowledge or do you feel like I'm not saying oh I've been held back because of this but do you feel like you may have been held down a little bit or held back because you're gay no good excellent that's good short answer yes that's the better answer yes I think I I find that about this industry I mean the theatrical industry was very um how do I put this in a nice way? I might not even do it. Actually. I think I think the we- I think uh, the theatrical industry, and and I can only speak for the West End because I haven't toured and I haven't worked worked overseas or abroad. Why did I say overseas? Anyway, um, I I find that it is very open minded, not just in terms of sexuality and gender and all that kind of stuff. It's just that it's a it's one of the reasons, one of the things I like about working in theatre is it's 
full of a bunch of quite eclectic people that kind of... Well, you have to be, don't you? You do, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to be of a certain a certain mindset. When you've got technicians and creatives working so closely together, it's you yeah. have to get on with each other. Because if you yeah. don't, it's not going to work. I don't think it was created as an industry, uh, uh, being very open as an industry, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you, you had the men dressing up as women and women dressing up as men in the 1700s. Yeah. You know, it was a very eclectic industry to be part of. Absolutely. Um, um, do you, what would you say are the pros and cons of working within the industry? Um, I suppose the cons uh, are the, the hours that we work. I mean, we may, you know, we may start later in the day, but we work into the, into the late evening and we work at weekends. Um, and that can be a bit, when you have family and, and friends that don't work in this industry, that can be a little bit of a, a challenge at times. Um, the pros are the hours that we work. I mean, I quite like, yes, you know, not getting up, having to get up at the crack of dawn and commute with everybody else at half past seven in the morning. Yeah. Um, but also other pros, uh, like I said earlier, working with uh, different kinds of people, I find uh, uh, good fun. And you've got to enjoy the work that you do. You do, absolutely, this industry. You certainly do. Um, uh, what would you say is a, m- a common misconception of people who are trying to get into the industry? Uh, mm, that you need lots of um, qualifications to get in. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? Just, just an interesting answer. Okay. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, you... I, it, it, I mean, it's a great it, it's a great thing nowadays. There seems to be a lot of people that go through college and universities, and they come into the industry. How do I say this really diplomatically? But they come into the industry thinking they know everything, um, and they they have they have on paper qualifications. Uh, but until you work in the industry and you work alongside other people, you don't really know what it's like. I think I think uh, the way I would sum it is is that what people don't realise about this industry is that it's live. Yes. So you can have as many qualifications as you want. And it's good to get those qualifications. Absolutely. It's good to know basics. It's good to learn things like that. But it's live. So you have to understand how to put those things you've learned into uh, a real-world situation. Yes. And you don't get rehearsals at it. Yes. Certainly not like the cast get rehearsals at it. It's live. Yes. So you need to know how to handle it if it doesn't work. Yes. And I think I wonder sometimes if those qualifications might go a little bit out the window when you are put in a really high-pressured situation where you've got to fix something or you've got to get yourself out of a situation that, that, you, that you found yourself in for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, until you do that, often you, you don't know how you're going to manage it when that situation yeah. arises. And it's also being, you know, having the wherewithal to ask the questions. Yeah, absolutely. you don't know. It's always good to say, oh, I don't know. Yes. Best always, three words. I don't know. Could you help me? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you never, you know, it's it's a lot better to to not know something and ask someone than to just go ahead and do it anyway and then them have to come and help you fix it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, All day long. Good. Um, if you were offered a job back in your younger days, if you were offered, say you were offered uh, when you were doing stage electrics, if you were offered the head of electrics before you thought you were ready... Would you take that job and why? Would I have taken it then? Would you have taken it then? Yes. Yes. I probably would have done. 
Do you think that was, looking back in hindsight now, do you think that would have been a good idea? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I, you know, looking back at my career, I've, I've found myself in a job where I thought I'm a little bit out of my depth. But then I did learn quite quickly that it's all right to say, can you help me? I don't know. Okay, um, what advice would you give to anybody trying to get into this industry? Um, oh, dear. Just keep, I don't know, really. Just keep, keep trying. Uh, try, be, be open-minded. Uh, don't be afraid to... Oh, no, that's not really the answer that you want, is it? Um, I don't know. Give me whatever answer you Well, think. I was going to say, just... just uh, well, once you, I, I mean, this answer is a question. If you were to ask me what, uh, how, to, how to get on in the industry once you do get into it. How uh, to get on in the industry once you get into it? Well, just be, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Be as nice as you can. Get on as well as you can with as many people as you can. Be your authentic self and you'll be all right. No, that's good. Thanks. Don't be a dick. Can we swear? Yeah, of course Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Also, it's okay to mess up. Yeah, it is. And that's when you learn. That's because it's live. Yeah. I always equate it to, you know, if something goes wrong, you have to go, okay, that went wrong. That's it for tonight. We've got, we've got to do it again tomorrow. So then yeah. let's make sure that doesn't go wrong tomorrow. Absolutely. So it's okay to, to yeah. mess up. Life is a learning experience and you never stop learning until the day you die. And then you learn how to die. <laughs> Good, that was a high point that we, yeah. uh, we can uh, finish on there. Uh, uh, any other things you have to say, Michael? Um, no, not really. Just thanks for the opportunity, Bram. Thank you. Hope you come on again. Yeah. Yeah? Excellent. Okay, bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for listening to that. Um, some insightful comments there. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Uh, we'll get the socials up and running soon and I have an email for you to email any questions that you'd like me to ask people. At the end of this series, this season, I might have a bit of a round table and a question and answer session. So if there's anything you want to learn, then uh, just let me know and I will let you give you the addresses of those in the next couple of episodes. Cool. Thank you for listening to Twats and uh, see you next time.